You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. This holiday season, give the gift of Midco SN, your home for wall-to-wall coverage of North Dakota athletics. We've got live hockey and basketball coming your way from now through March, plus North Dakota Hockey Central on Friday nights and a live hour-long UND football signing day special coming your way December the 19th. Tis the season for UND and Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Build Shapes Podcast, taping this around the noon hour on a Tuesday, December the 18th, closing in on Christmas. Finals are done, semester behind us. Wow, Build Shapes, David Folsky, Alex Center here with you on a Tuesday afternoon. I mean, here we are. We have like two weeks left of the year, Bill. Like, crazy to think where we are. 2018, gone. Goes by fast, doesn't, doesn't it? it? The older you get, too. Trust me, uh, it, it, it does go faster. It just yeah. does. Um, yeah. The uh, you know, in in and I want to first and foremost say thank you to both of you for 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 doing this. I, I you know, hopefully um, it's it's been informative for some folks out there, and it gives uh, it gives us an opportunity to go a little bit more long form on a weekly basis. And uh, I think mainly the consistency is great. I, yeah. I think that's that's really where I think um, you know maybe every week maybe there's a better pod certain weeks than others but I think the consistency helps. <laughs> oh. Well, based no, on it's true. It's, know, yeah, based know, on yeah. us when Let's we be honest when, with when we have guests that's probably our best case scenario. I would, so I would agree probably with that. you know folks are going to wonder what gift they're going to have under the tree. It's probably more <laughs> guests in 2019. This is not a knock on our ability to hold conversation or be able to entertain, etc. But you're probably right. It was. It's, it's been fun to have Amanda and Jason Hatch do on, and we'll we'll do our best to keep those types of things rolling. Again, it's 20 episodes in. It's been fun. I, again, I appreciate the opportunity to get to be doing this with you and Dave on a weekly basis. And as you said, hopefully people have enjoyed listening to this. And if not, there are lots of other podcasts you can sort of They can fast through. forward. They can do a lot of things. Exactly. They can hit stop. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> oh, well, here we sit. Uh, again, episode 20 of this podcast. Again, December the 18th, uh, one week till Christmas. I, I do want to ask, is, is Christmas fever kind of in the Chaves household right now? You've got three kids. Is there kind of that sense of, here well, we go? I think we've gotten a little older, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, somewhere along the line. I think my youngest, who's, uh, who's 13, still probably has the fever, so to speak. But I think you do reach an age. And I, I think everyone enjoys probably the holiday spirit to some degree. But now we, we're, we're a little bit a little bit in a different band, I guess, than where you were just five, six years sure. ago. Changes fast. Doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. How's your Christmas shopping coming? What, Great. What, what, what Liz has been awesome. Oh, Liz has been awesome. Yeah. yeah she's, uh, she's knocked it out. And so uh, <laughs> my, I think the percentage is 100 Oh, wow. For oh, me, I, for, I, I'm not sure there's. I, I have to do anything at this point in time. So she's knocked it all out, which is Good great. for you. Well, that, yes. is, that is a great spot to be. That's man. right. Well, it's either don't touch it and don't do it or, no, I, I got it. I got it. What are the others? <laughs> Those are the three. Yep. The three responses that you get. Well, there you go. Yep. Oh, fun. How about you? Uh, you know, not too bad. Not a hundred. Oh my goodness. Um, we, my, so I grew up again, kind of in the middle of nowhere, not really around any main shopping centers. Okay. And so we were always busy with, with sports or activities or, you know, I'm from a family of five. And so typically we would do our Christmas shopping. My mom and dad would pack us up usually December 23rd, most of the time. And we would drive to Rapid City, South Dakota, which was about two and a half hours away. That was sort of the closest place that had a mall and had a shopping center. And we would basically do all of our Christmas shopping on one day. Love it. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, you really had like the craziness of being in that atmosphere. And, uh, and that's something, even though like now, obviously, like I have, I can drive down the street and go pick up Christmas presents. But somewhere in the back of my head, I just always like that. Mm-hmm. We kind of you, you plan and you make a list and you think and you look at things and you always think, well, I'll wait a little bit. Because I've got time, yep. and I'll make my purchases later. And so I'm, I've got some things, but yeah, maybe like I got some work to do. Let's just say that you got between, work to do between now and next Tuesday. We all have work to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, speaking of work, I mean this. Even though we are in a holiday break for our students, our sure. student athletes are still working and are still mm-hmm. engaged in some big non-conference games and a non-conference tournament coming up this week. Men's and women's hoops, very much active. A really busy week for those two programs, Bill. Definitely. I, you know, if you, you, you kind of get a rhythm of the year and if you can put away the finals, now at least you can just kind of concentrate a little bit. Uh, and, and, you know, these are always tricky, tricky games. You know, I, you know, we'll talk about the, the well, we, 
we're going to have played Marquette tonight. If this gets posted tomorrow, we'll have played. But the the reality of it is, um, you know, it's always a tough tough time coming off of finals, heading into holidays. You know, sometimes you can catch somebody. Who knows? Um, but you know, I know we'll have our hands full w- with Marquette and Northern Iowa this week for sure on the men's side, and the ladies are down uh, in Florida. And I thought what Coach Brewster did, he tried to figure out a, a tournament that could work for him uh, in a sense of replicating how the Summit League does their tournament, yeah. mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. And so, you know, again, uh, it probably doesn't hurt that they're, uh, they're in uh, temperatures uh, better than, <laughs> let's just say, ours. Yeah, and, and honestly, ours have been pretty nice. Pretty nice. But, you know, the, uh, Stetson was in... Deland, Florida? Deland. Deland. It's actually near DeWater. <laughs> yes. Yes. David Folsky rubs his eyes to my right as Bill shaves. We'll have to we'll have to bring in the trap set next time to be yeah. ready for it. If you could put That's it all I got. I got I got, I got no more <laughs> for you. You know, the land again, next to again, the water. I'll be here all oh, week. Goodness. Be here all week. Oh, that's Try the veal. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just north of Orlando, the lands, and again, just just a little bit west of the water, but um, yeah, they picked a great spot to go. I I uh, I've been waiting to look at, at Travis Brewster's Instagram account and see the, the pictures from from Disney World or from Universal Studios, but I, I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, I business think trip. They're, I think for they're, the ladies. they're very much in business mode because they, they left, and by the time you get there, it boom, three straight games, yeah. right? And so uh, it's one after another. And, and he had said that, you know, I, I he's cautiously optimistic. He he knows Stetson's actually played very very well. With, that's who we play first, and so. Uh, we'll see what transpires there but um but you know our our ladies um you know i still think the better better days are ahead right now but we just got to loosen some things up we got to hit some shots and uh you know hopefully even being here last week during finals gives you a chance to kind of be in your own gym and in mm-hmm. shooting which helps yeah they did get a nice win over mayville and obviously mayville a lower level opponent but still scored 84 points one by 34 had some positive feelings coming from that game and as you said had a week of practice in grand forks along with finals to get ready for this tournament. It's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday against Stetson, Western Michigan, and San Francisco. Even though this team right now is 3-7, and seven, they've still only played two home games the entirety of the season. And now they'll get a chance, once the Summit League starts, to get into that normal routine of having a couple of home dates, then a couple on the road, and against teams that you're, you're like, you know, people that are in your same conference that you have a lot of familiarity with, no even doubt. though they don't have a lot of it right no, now. No, will in the no, you're right, Alex. I, I, I think that's why you need to look at kind of the 100% arc of a, of a program and a team in, in, a, in a year. And and so, you know, each one's going to be a little bit different. And, you know, uh, I think going into it this year, we just knew we were going to kind of be up against it on the road a little bit, much like Brian's team is going to be up against it with new faces, right? Yeah. So so both those programs were going to have challenges in their own way. And so now the question is, how do you rebound from that? How do you use all of this stuff that has now occurred since really the beginning of practice to, to let's just say, January? one or somewhere around there and see what happens during the months of January and February heading into March. Yeah, and that's the exciting thing because really this is the last stretch for non-conference. You mentioned the men with just two non-conference games left against the number 20 team in the country right now tonight in Milwaukee. Second trip, to the, by the way, to Milwaukee for this UND team in this, uh, this fall, this winter. Kind of a fun <laughs> little trivia. A <laughs> little, little something there. Yeah. Like it. yeah, we played Milwaukee a couple times. Um, and then you and I, of course, a team that traditionally has been very good. Bit of a rebuilding year this year for the Panthers, but a, a good test in Cedar Falls against a team from uh, from the Valley. And then conference play starts. Christmas hits, and then a couple of days later, we get our first taste of Summit League action. I know fans are excited about the conference coming anyway. Their first game, both the men and the women play a, a kind of an unfamiliar opponent in Purdue-Fort Wayne, but a team that we're going to get used to seeing a lot. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You're right. And, and I... I, you know, you all know better than I do, but it didn't seem like we've played them much. So, uh, no, you know, yeah, you know, so this is going to be new for both of us. In a, in a weird way, it's going to feel like a non-conference yep. game, mm-hmm. but 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 in essence, obviously, it'll be a conference game. So, uh, um, but yeah, men on the 28th, women on the 30th, and uh, and uh, Summit League play will have kicked off, and uh, and it will be going for the next two months hard. Yeah, incredible. Fun, fun. I think for this team to start at home in conference play to kick off your first official Summit totally. League game here at the Betty. It's great. And over the holiday as well. Again, that's a Friday night game for the men at seven, and then that Sunday at one o'clock for the women, both against. You know, the, the Purdue Fort Wayne men have some really exciting players, but they're kind of in the same boat as UND, where they've got some new faces yep. and are trying to work some things in. And Purdue Fort Wayne's women have traditionally struggled the last couple of years, but yep. a new coach and some new blood in there. So you never know. You just never know what's going to happen.
happen over the course of those games. But really fun for them to be home to start off this new era in UND basketball. No doubt. And you were mentioning before the podcast, you and David were chatting, but a lot of uh, a lot of stuff happening in January and February. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the calendar yeah. is, is com- completely full at that mm-hmm. point. So you're right. Starts uh, kind of the 28th and 30th. And I know sort of between Christmas and New Year's, it's always that fun time to be able to maybe be with family, do some things, but also gives you a chance to get out and uh, and go see some uh, yeah. some good action. Bring them to the games. Come on. Bring, That's exactly. Bring everybody to the Betty. Or, or bring them to the Ralph. Hockey, of course, in between. Sandwiched in between on that on Saturday the, night. Yep. 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 The uh, exhibition game against the U18 team. Just, again, a lot of good stuff happening. If you need a little breather, like you said, from from the fire and the turkey and everything else, come, come, out, on and watch, come yep. out and watch some UND athletics. I think it would be great. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this, by the way, is our last pod of 2018. We will kind of take a little bit of yep. a hiatus and then come back on January the 7th. So a lot of things happening between now and that pod, the first full week of January. Um, hockey, of course, will have started the second half of their season with the road trip to Canisius. Obviously, men's and women's hoops will be a full week and a half into Summit League play. So before we sort of change the change the tone and, and think about the, the future, let's look back on 2018 sure. for a second. This was a big year, obviously, for you personally and for a lot of different programs here at the University of North Dakota. When you look back over this past calendar year, a lot of big things in your yeah, life. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's gone quick, you know, uh, dropped in. Um, on March 1st and, and started here. And, uh, you know, I normally don't remember dates like that, but it just was pretty simple to remember, right? I think it was, <laughs> if it was March 7th, I probably would struggle, right? Yeah. But it was March 1. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, excited to be here and, uh, you know, the opportunity to take over for Brian and, uh, you know, he, he good for him uh, has an opportunity to retire and or do or go do what he wants to do yeah. every day when he wakes up so that that's an awesome deal and so uh and i know he's doing that right now and yeah i've just had the opportunity to meet such great great people you know if you're gonna probably look back though we'll go back um so if we fast forward uh to let's just say f- uh, march one of this upcoming year just a lot of transition in the department i it just it, it's yeah. kind of interesting how it's all played itself out and you know good opportunities for people you know when when you have good people and they're gonna they do good work they're gonna have opportunities at some point so you just try to hope to uh, have some stabilizing or or stabilization for over the course of time and you know I'm kind of getting my feet wet in that regard and I think we've kind of gone forward so I'm I'm you know really optimistic of where we're going to end up going but uh, it's been it's been great but then you know on top of it you're changing leagues and you know there's it seems like new things have happened all the way through the uh, 2018 so now we kind of look ahead and you know I'll be happy not to be called the new guy anymore yeah. and I don't th- and we don't want to be the new kids on the block in the summit league yeah. anymore too i mean i think we just want to kind of get through a cycle mm-hmm. figure out what it is add value to the league and hopefully be great members yeah and that's a good way to look at it like it's like you said i think that this has been such a year from a department standpoint and from an external standpoint where yeah think things have kind of changed but that that thread of what this university is about and what this athletics department is all about has remained the same and i think there's a lot of value in that when you can see over the course of time, faces change, but the personalities of the people, I think, in this place, the mission of this place, those things have stayed consistent. Yeah. You know, Alex, when we're talking about, you know, uh, having the fortune to, to bring people on board here or anywhere, it's really right fit at the right time. And, and certainly I hope I'm the right fit at the right time at this chapter of time with UND Athletics. And, uh, you know, I'm really optimistic about what, you know, is ahead, you know, not just 2019, but beyond too. And I think, you know, the, the good news is I probably just knew it. I was knew enough to be dangerous coming in about what it is UND was about, but you never really know until you're here. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I think uh, hopefully I'm a, a quick enough study, but, you know, kind of been able to get an idea of, you know, culturally what Grand Forks is about, what North Dakota is about, what the region's about, but where our place is and where we need to help the university, um, you know, be that front porch or, you know, that kind of old cliche saying, but, but the reality of it is, People care so much about this university that we have to do a great job. We're really, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of that first shop sometimes for, for folks, and we have to make sure we're doing uh, what we need to do each and every day. Yeah, the front porch, as President Kennedy kind of talks about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. When you look back at this past year, and this might be kind of a tough question, but if there's something you're most proud of, what would it be, Bill? Hmm, that's a good question. I, you know what, um, professionally or personally? Let's do both. It's a hmm. podcast. We have, we have time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
professionally, you know, I guess I, I'm always looking ahead and I'm always trying to figure out what it is we can bring to the table today and what, you know, hopefully we're always evolving. And so I think just the ability to kind of come in, meet with the staff, get an idea of where I think we can go. We're about, and again, we're about to release what we're going to call our flight plan, which is a strategic plan, hopefully here this week. And so we can tease it today on the podcast. I, I'm I'm really proud of how we came together as a staff to put that together. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times uh, institutions, not that it's right or wrong, they bring someone in from the outside to, to kind of cobble that together and, and put it together. But we kind of, um, we really uh, did it internally and it really made us ask a lot of questions of ourselves. And so I think eventually, you know, more to come, it, it's going to be released before the calendar year turns to 2019. So, so I am that and you haven't even seen it yet. And so there you go. How about that? <laughs> that's a good, that's a good tease, we would say in the media business. Yeah, so, I, like, I don't, didn't even try to go there. Get ready. Yeah, get, so, okay, be on the lookout for that in yeah. the days to come. That's exciting. Yeah, and it, you know what, just proud of, I guess, us you know, starting another chapter here in North Dakota. I mean, it's kind of neat. I mean, we, you know, we've, we, Liz and I have been able to, to do a number of different things, right? Grew up in New England, spent 11, 10 and a half, 11 years in Spokane. And my kids will always, you know, consider that home, so yeah. to speak, because those were really the formative years that they grew up, you know, but we've been in Texas, we've been in Colorado, I get a degree from Oklahoma and Florida. So we've kind of been all over the map, so to speak, but, you know, really excited about this venture and, uh, you know, what hopefully we can bring to the table and then uh, hopefully what North Dakota can bring to the Chaveses. That's good stuff. If you write a Christmas letter, Bill, I hope that that verbatim would be a, a part of it somewhere that you send out to family and friends. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Christmas car, a Christmas letter writer. Yeah. You a Christmas letter writer? Uh, I have been the last couple of years. Yeah, this is become. Have you? Yeah, our. You can't stop now, you know. No, I know you can't. Once you well, start, I mean, really, once that ball starts. I think rolling. that's part of the reason why I never did it. <laughs> Are you a Christmas writer, Dave? No, the answer is no. Shaking his head. Yeah, will yeah. you be? You can always do. I like you could do it this year. Like if you wanted to leave right now tonight, you got time. You could do it. He's pondering. Oh, he's yeah. pondering. Are you more a Christmas writer, or is it more 2018 sort of a calendar, more of a New Year's? It's it's kind of a that's a good question. So we send so we'll have a Christmas card with like a picture of your family, et cetera, sure. saying you know Christmas bleedings, you know, blessings on Love the year, et cetera, whatever, whatever, whatever yep. fun little thing you want to say. And then there'll be a separate letter that kind of details, hey, here's kind of what happened this year. You know, we're thankful for this, this, and this, and we're excited about what's to come. And I usually, I put footnotes. That's the one thing that I've started to do uh, mm. is have little footnotes in there. Uh, just so, so you flip the front side is the letter and the back side are all the little footnotes with all the jokes that I couldn't fit into the margins. I put them on the back. Yeah. So, so uh, in high school, my German teacher, Mark Winsler, hmm. not, great teacher, one of the best teachers ever. He uh, got to, I got to know him, uh, you know, senior in high school, 1984. So I've known him now for how many years, right? Yeah. And he sends me a card and he's a Christmas letter writer. Hmm. And over the course of time, another person in my life, who's now the superintendent of schools in Windsor, Connecticut, Mark elevated to be a superintendent at some point in time so they had a relationship and so us two i was a never i'm talking 20 years 22 years i could never make that letter you know I'm, i always wanted to make that letter i think yeah. i've made it once in maybe 26 or 27 years so there's actually games you can play with letters sure i mean how sure. many people are you mentioning are you leaving people out mm -hmm. are people sad when they get the letter at that point <laughs> that they're not in it that you didn't i mean there's a lot of sure, pieces to lot, this no you point. could dig deep if you yeah, wanted I mean, to. yeah you know, we actually haven't sent mine is mostly written i haven't actually sent it yet we so i could we could certainly institute. Do you some mention new the rules. podcast at all? Um, I or might. Maybe. Maybe this year I will. I haven't mentioned it yet. Like I said, there, we haven't. But you probably haven't even thought stage. about that. I haven't thought about that. Most of it is basically a very quick. But this year it's mostly just about our 14-month-old daughter and all the goofy things that she does. Got that's, it. That's pretty much the extent of it. But, Got it. Um, we'll have to consider. I really. We. I started doing this because my father-in-law is a Christmas letter writer, and my and he's a phenomenal writer, and it's really fun to read about the different things sure. that he kind of weaves through these letters. And um, not that I felt pressure from my mother-in-law, but it was like, hey, you know, this wow. is a good thing. She wouldn't be saying it if she wasn't thinking she, something. 
<laughs> so you just don't say that. No, no, no. So that that's uh, and she always you know no pressure though. Okay. I don't want to no feel pressure. like writing one. Don't yep. worry about it. That's but right. We, it is very nice though to get a letter but from what, the kids. But, so what, that's, but once you start, you once can't you start, stop. you can't stop. Yeah. So yes. So there's so there, so so maybe this year, maybe this year it will be. We'll we'll try and see if we can include as many as many relatives as we can and make some upset, and and then they'll, we'll see what they can do for us next year. That's to try right. and get into that letter. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh man. Oh well. Another fun thing for Christmas. That's that's, that's right. Perfect. Good, 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 good. Um, I should say while we're selling the, these are these are great thoughts about this past year, and we're going to have David Folsky queue up the in memoriam music for Ryan Powell and for the Hashdus here pretty soon, and the other people that have that have left us from this department. But um, I do want to talk just really briefly about you know the, the landscape of college athletics, and if you think there have been some rule changes and different things that have happened between the last couple of years and 2018, those things sort of came into play. As this year kind of closes, are we in a better spot than we, than we have been in recent years because of the way things have gone? Do you feel good about where we are right now as a collective NCAA, you know, higher education athletic Yeah, you know, body? I think some of the conversation that's been out there recently is Mark Few's been quoted quite a bit, yeah. um, a little bit. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know those stories take on a life of their own based on the time of year it is and the platform he has. And he's not wrong in what he's saying. And he's not, you know, but I think it's such a complex kind of association full of all these members that have just this umbrella of stuff that, that you're trying to coordinate over the course of 82 sports. And it's almost impossible to do. I, I think the one thing that the that the NCAA has done, or at least it's tried to do, or its members have tried to do, is try to implement rule changes in a quicker fashion and and try to kind of catch up to what is happening today. And I think that's happened a little bit. I mean, I I think the four-game rule for for football, like as an example, was really good. I'm going to stay in the good bucket. But like everything else, it has you know, repercussions on certain things too. And that's always kind of interesting. And so, uh, but as long as you make a rule, it doesn't matter if it's a, a taxes or whatever, people are going to try to find either loopholes or ways around it. And all you do is try to do the best job you can today with the information that you have. And then if it doesn't work, you alter. Yeah. And so I think we're in a better place, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think we're trying to get feedback more from our student athletes. I think it better than ever before. I think that's a great thing. I think we're trying to do some of those things. Um, but, you know, again, if it just comes from your lens and you're not looking at everybody else's lenses, sometimes you might think you're right and you might be in some ways, but maybe not in totality. Yeah. So, so who knows? Uh, I, I think we're better, but college sports always seems to always – I don't know. seems like it can always uh, be a punching bag at times. Mm. It feels that way. I don't know. I mean, and, uh, you know, I hope we're better. And and the people that I I work with, Alex, in this industry, you know, 99.7 of them care tremendously about their institutions, about higher ed, about the student-athlete experience and all those things. And, you know, sometimes you get eye rolls from, I think, the talking heads to say that that's not the case, but I'm around them. I, I know yeah, the quality individuals that they're, they're there. And so, you know, if something's not right, like in any in- industry, you got to take care of it. And that's what you need to do. Yeah. Well, it feels like, I mean, from our lens, it seems like things that have been changed have been for the better and that progress is being made. But like you said, yep, from whether it's you know, Mark Few saying that there are a lot of schools that are still cheating and not doing things the right way in terms of recruiting and signing kids in college basketball or dealing with student athletes' mental health. There's been a lot of talk about that recently, about how to address kids that are under so much stress that maybe aren't getting the help they need, like all that stuff. There's always opportunities for growth. In and you always areas. could do more. Yeah. You always could do more. And, and But the question is sometimes is what maybe you're doing today, should you be doing something different mm. than with the, with the resources that you have? And sometimes that's where I'll kind of challenge our staff in that regard. You know, is it always an add-on? Does it always have to be an add-on? What, what about if you take away something that you have been doing, but add this back because that's actually more, um, you know, the way to go today for whatever reason, you know, that's where we might be from a technology standpoint, who knows where, whatever the, the lens might be. But no, it's a, uh, I think the NCA is trying to be thoughtful in that regard, but you know, um, it, there will always be issues kind of rolling in as long as you're dealing with people and competitiveness, scoreboards. I mean, I, 
those things, put them all right there. And I'll tell you what, you're going to always have things that you're going to have to deal with. Uh, one of the rule change things that have, that took place last year that we think is for the better has been the early signing day period, which, we, which we're kind of in the midst of beginning. I think so. As you're listening to this podcast, you'll probably have the list of UND football recruits in front of you, or you'll have seen that at some point today. I mean, that's another good example of, hey, let's let's think creatively and try and find better ways to do this. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, you know, and I think the transfer piece too. Sure. Yep. I, I think, you know, you start saying, okay, what really happens? You know, what really happens? Like before it was you know, the, the student had to come in and ask you permission to do something they were going to do anyways. I mean, chances are if they came to see you, they'd already made their decision up. So the only thing they had to do is get approval for something they were going to go and do. So, so that was on the one side. I think the NLI piece too, I think that's a good deal. I mean, if I'm sitting here, we're talking about holidays, right? If I'm a, if I'm a football um, student athlete that's ready to go, boy, it doesn't it feel good that I've kind of signed that? And I, so for the next five or six weeks, I don't have to worry about it. Now, if I'm one of those maybe late bloomers or things that haven't, who knows what's happening, I still have the February signing yeah. date, which I think is great. So I, I think that's been awesome too. What about you? Do you think no, it's I, worked out? I think so too. No, I think for the, for all the reasons that you just mentioned, I think for the, even though the coaches will still continue to recruit, you know, other kids try and fill out their classes. And we talked about this last week of different parts of the country have kind of done things differently. Yep. You know, for our UND staff here, they're going to keep looking at different kids as, and, and fill out the rest of their roster. But it's so, it's got to be such a relief when you can get kids officially signed and you don't have to fend off. Because I know right now, after talking with some of our coaches just this morning, they're still kind of fending off interest from their guys that have verbally committed from bigger programs and and sometimes not successfully sometimes you lose kids and they, you know it's that's a tough deal but i think when you were able to just say all right you know what this kid signs and we're good to go and not that you're not going to pay that that student athlete any attention between now and february now though you can focus you can put them into the, the picture becomes yeah. a little more clear and that yeah, makes you're having difference. actually better maybe better way to say it, you're having different conversations with that them. is true exactly that you know what true. i mean you're yep. making sure that they finish up strong in their high school their second half of their high school don't let it um you know don't get senioritis so to speak and, and get to the point where all of a sudden you're um you know you're not getting done what needs to get done you yep. got to check those boxes and it just you're just having different conversations and you know the the, the student athlete that let's just say commits decommits whatever we're talking about these days um but you know it's probably better it happens on the front end yeah because at the end of the day if there was a question at that point anyways there might have been a question when they finally got here anyways so i mean you want the you want the right right place and the right fit for those student athletes as well yeah this is a good time to mention again we, we talked about it in the open but uh, midco sports network having another hour-long signing day special surrounding und football this year it'll initially air at 10 a.m on wednesday you'll probably be listening to this after the fact but that'll be a, a re-air That'll take place that night in prime time and then also will be online. So if you want a little more information about the new class of 2019, at least part one of UND football's class of 2019, we've got you covered on Midco Ascent. Well, we appreciate you doing it. So, I mean, thank you. I mean, I, that's, a, that's a big deal. I know it's a big deal for, our, for the signees, and so, uh, so, so we thank you. Yeah, one of the fun things, by the way, with that show has been able to, you know, we've, we've spoken with different area high school experts that, that cover a lot of these kids that are sort of outside of our region. We have Jody Norstead in our West Fargo office that covers our North Dakota prep scene. And we've got, you know, seven young men from the state of North Dakota that are at least verbally committed right now. Uh, and he's done a great job of talking about those guys. But we also get to hear from people from the Twin Cities, people from the state of Illinois, people from Nebraska, kind of from all over the region that can give you a little more information about kids that are going to be coming to Grand Forks to play football on Saturday. So fun, fun, fun stuff to hear about those guys. No doubt. Um, anything else on your radar? Anything we should be thinking about, looking forward to, preparing for from a University of North Dakota perspective right no, now? No, you know, I think, we, I think we've kind of, we've checked that off. Um, you know, if, if people are going to check out at this point in time and, and, and not join us on the B side, which probably <laughs> I don't blame them to quite frankly, I just want to uh, make sure that uh, that everyone has, has a, a really safe, uh, healthy holiday season. And, uh, um, you know, from, from us to, to you, thank you for listening and uh, hopefully you have a great, great uh, Christmas if that's what you're celebrating and have a great, great new year. Yeah, but you will want to stick around because it will be a riveting B-side today. Oh, let are me you just kidding say, me? Let me just say this. Oh, it always is. We, <laughs> we have, Bill was practically uh, glowing when I walked into the office because his Pittsburgh Steelers got a big win over my New England Patriots on we Sunday. We stink. We uh, stink. You know, we do too. So, you but, know what? But it, but the it was NFL, a big, who knows? Yeah, who knows? 
Steelers at this point. Nick Nick Foles is 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 you know the if 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 you can see. So okay, let's just back up. Three weeks ago, yep. the best teams in the league were the Saints, the Rams, Rams the Chiefs. Like yep. w- without a doubt, three playing great football. In the span of the last three weeks, all three of those teams have lost multiple games. And not saying that a team like Kansas City is still not you know a, a top team in the AFC. Or but that, there's cracks. But you can see that every the, yep. each of these teams have weaknesses. There's cracks. Yeah, no doubt about. It. So in, in, the last thing I'll say before we flip is that. Um, Kind of interesting. Uh, my former school be playing the team that's a, a little bit uh, south of here, and so uh, um, should be interesting how that plays itself out. I, I I'm, I'm happy for them, happy for uh, Coach Best and, and the crew, and I thought they did a great job on Saturday. So uh, you know, uh, be watching from a distance for sure, and uh, see what transpires on yeah. January 5th. Big win for Eastern over Maine. Uh, the game again. You just see the offensive talent that that team has, and when they get rolling, they're awfully tough to stop. And they'll be going up against, uh, obviously, a, a group from Fargo that have been there and done that and have a great defense. But you, you talk about, again, it's a classic matchup between these two schools that have had some pretty great yeah. battles over the years. You know, the, probably the one thing, the, 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 the one piece that I'll say that probably will help Eastern to some degree, if you were to say, you know, give give me give me some reason why, say, an Eastern might go in and give uh, uh, NDSU a, a, a go. Uh, one, they've been a very seasoned playoff team, so that's number one. Uh, you know, the the co- most of that coaching staff was in Frisco, so so they do know that that whole deal, so to speak. And then the other side of it is um, played in the last two years in the regular season. And I think that makes a difference. Yeah. I think that makes a big, big difference. I, I think, you know, NDSU, until you play them, um, yeah, I think that's why, you know, an SDSU and even them, you know, they had a tough time this past weekend, obviously, in the Fargo Dome. But, um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said to have played them. And so uh, all that to be said, who knows? I mean, you go down <laughs> there and, you know, it, you're right back to cliches again, fumbles, short yeah. field, all, all that stuff, right? I mean, and but you're right, the speed of Eastern might be able to at least make them have to play the entire field east to west and north to south. Yeah, well, it's, it's fun that it's a Big Sky Missouri Valley matchup yeah, again. Yeah, it's good. Over the last couple of years, it's pretty much either been Colonial versus Valley, Big Sky versus Valley, or Valley versus Valley in this game. And yep. like you said, the, the the parallels and the differences between these two schools make it a really interesting matchup January It'll, it'll be interesting, yeah. for sure. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yep. So, good. Well, on that note, flip the record over to the Beast. I don't know what that was. I'm not sure what, right. what sound effect that was. I guess was. that's a flip. That was a flip. Um, over to uh, to the back side of this. And we touched on it a moment ago. But yeah, I just want to say congratulations uh, to your Steelers. We didn't actually bet anything on this. Nah. Which, I, which, you know, I'm, you know, like I'm said, okay with now, the way yeah, things turned out. I just, the, the Patriots don't look great on the road. Yeah. That, but, you know, I think they'll get their last two done. I I think anyone could come out of the AFC. I yeah. just don't trust Kansas City. <laughs> and I think the best team might not win their division is San Diego. That's and the that, way it feels. And if, it, if that's the case, now you're having to, what, win three road games. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they. So I, I, if I was to say right now today, I think San Diego, again, I, I wouldn't feel great about it, but I think they're the best team, the most complete team in the AFC. Especially if Melvin Gordon comes back. Yes, they're a, they're a different team when he's healthy. Totally. And they've still been able to win these games without him the last couple of weeks. Which and means their roster's pretty good. It's pretty good. They did a nice job putting that thing together. But like you said, awfully tough to go on the road. Now, okay, they're in a unique situation because their home field advantage is really nullified because they don't really have fans True. in L.A. And most True. of the time that becomes almost a road-like atmosphere depending True. on who they're playing. So that might even not be the worst thing in the world. They've been well, playing essentially on the road for yeah, the last you're, two you're, years. Yeah, you're you're probably That'd right. Be the one flip side to that. Yeah, no, that's probably true. Yeah, I, you know, who knows? Kansas City. It's always hard to go in there and, and win, but you know, I, if San Diego rolled, they play them twice a year all the time. It's no big deal. And, and they beat them there just the yeah, other day. Pittsburgh's so. been there enough. New England. I, 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 I don't know. It, it just depends. That's a, even if Pittsburgh wins their division, they had to almost beat the Patriots. Yeah, they were looking like. Eesh. Well, the way Baltimore's come on, it's it, yeah. Like you said, really, everything is still just kind of up for grabs. And I think the NFC, too. Yeah, it feels I mean, that way. I, it feels like, you know, and again, I'm not going to cater to the Viking fans, but it feels like if they have a great month, <laughs> really, that's what be, it feels like right now. If you have a great month, you could be like the Giants when they were 9-7 and that's seven right. at one point, right? That's right. They were 5-7, and seven, I think, the year they beat the Patriots, and they ra- railed off four straight wins and then won the Super Bowl. And it can happen. 
it can happen. These teams are pretty even. I mean, this is this is a league that is based on parity. And the way the contract structures are there and the salary cap, you're not supposed to be able to be great every year. And teams are supposed to be about even. And this time of year when injuries happen, yep. it really shows. It's weird last night. I didn't watch much of the game at all, but 9-6, huh? Uh, 12-9, I oh, think, 12, was the final. Yeah, yeah. Panther but, Saints. But, yeah. Well, crazy. Yeah, crazy. two-point conversion return for a, a two points the other way. And, oh, really? Yep. So, you know, New Orleans, ever since they got shut out by the Cowboys, they've been kind of – they haven't looked as um, – I don't it's know. Not as potent. Not as potent. Now, Steelers go to New Orleans this week, and it's in the Dome. So, I, I, they seem to be far better in the Dome. I would agree with that. Yeah, tough, tough matchup there. Ooh, but everything yeah. – uh, in, in a season like this where goofy stuff is just happening every week – who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's why we watch. That's you right. You never know. So. I just assumed that, you know, I, I went in with a lot of uh, pessimism. That's all I will tell you. <laughs> and just, but it just didn't feel like a similar Patriot team. It was just kind of weird. Yeah, this was one that was a head scratcher from our ends. I mean, they scored, they scored on what their third offensive play of the game because of a complete blown coverage in Pittsburgh secondary. Yep. Chris Hogan was, I mean, Chris Hogan could have like fallen down and rolled in. Like nobody was within 30 yards of him down the sideline. And then they just didn't do much that after like that. that was like it. Yeah, that was it. I, we, you know, they, Tom Brady had the interception on a, on a yep. bad, you know, just trying to throw it away that he didn't make it to the sidelines on when they got into the red zone. And then they got down around the 25 on the last drive of the game and kind of threw it into the end zone three straight times and came up empty. Penalties really killed New England. They, they just They had 14 penalties for over 100 yards. They did. That's and they were all yeah, it was pre-snap stuff. It was oh. holds on on long runs. It, yep, just drive killing penalties time and time well, again. Well, and that last one, right when you uh, are what inside the five, maybe yeah. or even six or whatever, but then you got pushed back yep. and yeah, yep, yep. yep. So I, you know, it's one of those years. New England, I think, has this will be the first time that they'll have more than four losses. I think they've only had a season like this once in the last. 20 years. I mean, it's unbelievable that the type of success that they've had. So to look and see them at nine and five, you know, losing two in a row, you know, kind of reeling a little bit. Yeah, they'll win their last two. That's well, they're playing the Jets and the Bills, so you'd, you'd hope so. But yeah, they'll still make the playoffs. They're still going to win the East for the tenth straight year, which is ridiculous. But kind of a different feel around this team this season. So well, we'll see. That's we'll right. see how it shakes out in January. But uh, one thing we do know that is going to shake out in February is the Champions League, yep. which both of our teams are still in. Bill, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week. Tottenham, who were given zero chance to advance just a couple of weeks ago when they had lost their opening three group stage matches. They come roaring back to yeah. win two, and they draw. They get the draw they need against Barcelona to advance on. Just your your thoughts and emotions, Bill, as you're watching I don't know game. if I had much emotions. I just assumed they weren't going to make it. You know what I mean? It, but, but they hung in. Yeah. They hung in. And, you know, it, there was a point where... You know, you just never know, uh, depending on who played who at that point in time. And, um, yeah, they, they hung in, found a way, and, and it's kind of cool. Now you go to the group stage, and so 16 teams will play a, an aggregate, what, two-leg. Two two-leg, two yep. home and home. home, yep. and, home mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of what it, it, it's basically one long match. Pretty much. It's 180 minutes plus if they're still tied. Yeah. Right. Whoever's Is that got kind, the best of, score kind of the deal? And so, yeah, uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, so I, I kind of looked at it and said, boy, the, the, the draw getting Dortmund was, was probably pretty good. But, boy, that, that team has – has turned the corner this year, so uh, yeah. that's we're getting a we're getting a pretty pretty dang good team. I mean, I you probably don't want Bayern, but at the end of the day, given who how they're playing, well, I, we might know, got we I, might have the more difficult matchup. I mean, just given the way that the, to, those two teams are playing. If you were to look at form, yes. Yeah, so so Liverpool got through similar circumstances where they had kind of fluffed their lines a little bit, but still managed to beat Napoli on the final day of the group stage to advance on as group runners-up. And so how it works, so again, Barcelona won Spurs' group, so Spurs are second. The top two teams advance from these groups. A, two seed, a number two seed plays a one seed, and you can't play somebody from your home country, and you can't play somebody that you played in the group stage. So we sort of knew there was a good chance. Well, we knew we weren't going to play each other in the next round. You're going to get one of these European giants. And Borussia Dortmund, the German team, would not be considered a European giant, but are playing like one this season. Correct. Have a lot of world-class players. They kind of remind me of Tottenham in a way. They're a very similar type team. In a weird way. Yep. It, yep. Could be, it could be exciting. It, that's, uh, I can't even think of what their new stadium is called. Dortmund's <laughs> old stadium, the Westfalen Stadion. Was, and it's the same stadium. They've just changed the name because you know corporate yep. does that. 
is one of the best atmospheres in the world where they have what's called the yellow wall of people that just line up at the ends. It's it's a great place to go play. And they've been a Champions League team over the years. They made the final in Wembley against Bayern um, in one of Jurgen Klopp's last seasons years ago. So they've had success. Two Bundesliga titles years before this recent Bayern run of dominance. But they're, they're playing great right now. This is, by the way, Christian Pulisic's team, the star of the U.S. men's national team. So there there's some... You know, if you're a Spurs fan, you saw this team last year and you didn't have a lot of trouble with them because they were kind of in shambles last season. But yeah, it's, a, it's a good Dortmund team. Good, it's, good, it's a good. tough draw. Well, and in, in, in the potential, they may be playing in the new White Hart Lane. That is true, which is crazy. Did you see the thing the other day? I Bill's did. nodding his head. I did. Ex- explain to the people what, what is being <laughs> leaked out about the new stadium for Spurs. Well, I'm not even sure I saw that. I, I saw so, some people walked in, right? Oh, sure, oh, you sure. Saw, you saw, I saw that Twitter feed. What are you talking about? I'm talking about in the bar area. Area at White Hart Lane. No, I haven't seen this. So they allowed some season ticket holders a sneak preview okay, of the well, stadium. Okay, well, I saw them. I saw yep. them going in, and then they were doing, but I I didn't see the the back end. So at the bar area, they released a video yesterday. They uh, it's a it's a you know a bar steward puts down a glass on a table, and the glass fills from the bottom up with the beverage. Like, it's back to the future stuff. And then you take the cup off, and somehow, like, the bottom of the glass covers itself. And it just, it's like little things like that, where everybody saw that the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be worth the wait. Because they've they've been waiting on the stadium for two years now. Yeah, well, I don't know when they're thinking that it's going to open. They're hoping calendar year, in January. That's But I, I think Daniel Levy's been pretty coy at this point in time to try to, you know, not give a date at this stage because yeah. they've missed other dates. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Which so, is probably smart. He's always yeah. coy. He's, yeah. a, he's a coy man by nature. He's a coy. Levy. Apparently, he is. Yes. <laughs> and so, but that is where the NFL is going to play. That's right. So when the NFL goes to 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 London, that's that's the stadium the they're going to play in. Do you know what is he, what is the name of this? By the way, is it just the new White Hart Lane? For I now think they, they stayed still? with White Hart Lane. Okay. I and I and I and again, I I mean this with all due respect. I don't think we'll call it the new White Hart Lane. I think they're just going to continue calling it White Hart Lane. Sure. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. With okay. That. Yeah. I think there would have been an uproar. Oh, it, it, you know what I mean? That yeah. was one of those traditional sort of names that would have been hard. I will say, though, if you look at English football, like when Arsenal left Highbury and that had been their, their grounds forever and they moved into the Emirates, there was some, you know, and same thing with, you know, Man City and like all these clubs that have left these traditional grounds. You always want to keep that heritage, but man, money talks yep. really fast. And all of a sudden, just like the Broncos going from yep. Mile High Stadium to like, well, it's in Vesco Field at Mile High. And, now, right. and now it's whatever whatever it is. Yep, no doubt. It's just sometimes hard to say no. So is uh, it, 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 are just a smoke screen that Poch is uh, on Man U's list? Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. So Man United got finished second in their group in the Champions League. Um, kind of somehow because they're terrible this year. Liverpool beat Man U this weekend in a game in which they shot. It was a Liverpool had 35 shots. Man U had I think 3. Yeah. I mean just and they won 3 3 to 1. I mean it's it's incredible. Jose Mourinho, who's been there now for two plus years, who's a famous, again, if you're not a soccer fan and you're still listening to this, God bless you, by the way, but Jose Mourinho, a famous manager, has won the Champions League multiple times, been a a serial winner, but has this tendency to sort of overstay his welcome, and he's never clicked at Man United. They've been bad the last two plus seasons. This kind of was finally the last straw. They fire him at the weekends after the loss at Liverpool, and now... There's talk that they are in for your guy, and and that seems to be what their plan is. That they want to try and lure Maurizio Pochettino. From- no, it seems like he's always on people's list. Yeah. So so mate, we'll see what ends up happening. Now, who was Real's coach last year? Zinedine Zidane is also high up on this. So list. Yeah. so we could see that because would he not be Pogba? Is the they're both same right? Both, both French. Both French. Yep. Both French. Yep, for sure. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if they like each other. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I don't. I mean, but yeah. maybe there is a connection there. Yeah. Or maybe there's not. There's not. So it, that'll be that'll be a space to watch. I think what the plan is right now, you're safe for this year. I'll say that because Pochettino is not going any place this season. Manchester United, it sounds like wants to just bring in a caretaker manager because the season's lost. They're not they're they're well outside. I think they're 19 points adrift of the top four. I mean they're closer to the bottom three than the top four right now. So they're not going to try and move mountains to bring someone in midseason. But I think they want to bring in somebody just to sort of water the flowers and sort of take care of things with the understanding that they will attempt to bring in a big name hmm. in the summer. So, What about Arsenal's coach from last year? I don't think Arsene Wenger would be on Man United's shortlist right now. I don't think. And <laughs> I don't know enough about their little... Would, would you want to stick it? 
to, to Arsenal a little bit? I uh, no, I don't think so. I think I mean Ars- he's, he's okay. Arson, Arson, I think he they left, left and they left good. on not maybe like the best terms, but he was there for twenty twenty one years and twenty the years of glory. and all this stuff. Yep. Yeah, you can't. Uh, it would feel it would be super weird. Let's just say that is that right? It'd be super weird. Okay, yeah. that's okay. And that that was actually a nice little loss over the weekend. Yeah, Arsenal losing to Southampton. Yeah, we'll surprising. Worst team in the league, able to beat Arsenal. Yeah, it's so shocking. You just never know, though. I, I mean, there, you could get one of those performances. I mean, hey, Tottenham almost had it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, late, I mean, late winner. Took a late, late winner by Christian Eriksen over Burnley. I mean, they they had a lot of guys back in front of the goal. Yeah, that's their... They, I mean... <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's a Burnley it side. It felt like there was like 15 guys back there. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, they were all yeah. back there. I'm, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, here they come, and you just see all these burgundy shirts. Not Ron, but just a That's lot of these, ex- exactly. right? Just yep. everywhere. Yep. The claret, yeah. By the way, I think if, if you know... People in America don't appreciate a good claret and blue. Like, that's kind of a normal color combination over in, in Europe. Claret, yes. claret and blue. And it's, it looks good. It's a good combination. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't like it this past weekend, but it was good. <laughs> but it was good. Got it done. You liked it when they capitulated in the 91st and you got all three points. Needed Erickson yeah. to get his first premier goal this yeah. year, which Big was one. great. Big one. Big so one. Keeps you within touching distance. By the way, too, one last thing about this. I, the festive period of fixtures is coming up where these teams play – a ton of games in a very short period of time. It's not, not that a team like Tottenham hasn't played a ton of games. No, no, no. Or a team like Liverpool. Right, right. I mean, but now they really play yeah, a ton really of games. They really play a ton of games. I want to say Liverpool played this Friday against Wolves. Uh, they play on Boxing Day, which is tradition. Everybody plays on December 26th. Like, yep. that's a great thing. You wake up to Premier yep. League soccer. But then they play again on the 29th, and then they play again on the 2nd of January. Yes. It's like four games in about a 12-day span, 11-day yep. span. And that's a lot. That so there's, 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 a lot. there's some table movement that can really go on at this yeah. point. You talk about moving week. Yeah, I mean, right, this is, right. This yeah. is kind of like literally yeah. moving week. And there, yes. are some, there are some big games. I know for Liverpool, they play Man City in this stretch, Ooh. which is going to be massive. Um, because those two are still within no one point of each other at the top of the table. I haven't looked at Spurs fixture list. I haven't either. I haven't either. So I'm, no. I'm assuming that there will be some. Oh, there'll be some, something. Some in there. cupcakes, and there'll be some that they'll have to, yeah, gird their loins a little bit. They'll to have train. to load up. <laughs> oh, and then la- so last thing on this on this sort of B side tangent, but to yep. sort of bring it back full circle, as an athletic director with this Jose Mourinho situation, and you've got a coach that is just kind of struggling a little bit, and he feels like he's maybe lost connect with his players. The team is not performing well. You know, obviously, you would never fire someone, obviously, in the middle of the season. That's just probably not something that happens in, in college athletics unless there's something really terrible. But do you think that – how do you handle a situation like that when you can clearly tell things just aren't right? Things are just kind of – they've gone off the rails for whatever reason. Yeah, I, you know, you always wonder – You know, the, the, I, I guess I've always gone with this thought mindset personally. You know, many times when, when teams are, are – are struggling for whatever reason, that's when really, you know, the coach needs as much support as possible from administration mm-hmm. to kind of figure out, okay, what, what is occurring, what's happening. And, um, you know, it could be a, as simple as some things um, they're just not seeing, whatever. I mean, and they're just trying to connect and, and how do you keep evolving? But I think that's kind of where we are in life. I think as a coach, as an administrator, as a teacher, if you're not continuing to evolve on how to connect with, 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 with folks, period, right? No matter how it is, um, it can be challenging for sure, you know? And it's just from afar, from afar, looking at the Mourinho thing, he just seemed like he had a little bit of stubbornness to him. And it just seemed like, um, I don't know how willing he was to bend or change his ways. And I'm not saying that every coach has to change their ways, but I do think they need to evolve. I, I do, especially, you know, in the, and again, I, I don't get too caught up in uh, the whole generational thing. I just think, you know what, you look into it and you say, hey, this is how things are happening right now. Just this just in, it's going to probably change again in another couple of years. So you have to be, uh, you know, concerned about that. And I think as long as you're continuing to, to evolve in that regard and learn from your team, because as, as someone once said, if you want the answers, ask your team. That's normally the case. And so all those things, not necessarily answering the question, but, but it just seemed like in the professional ranks, that one just seemed like it ran its course. Yeah. And it did, you know, and only because his, his history, it, it, I think others, maybe the course is a little bit longer. But, I, I, you know, I even look at a guy like Mike Tomlin, and the Steelers are sure. so um, loyal 
to their coaches, you know, what, three coaches? And since the 70s. Since, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, crazy. <laughs> Sorry, really. Since, 19, Tomlin, since 1969, yeah. right? I think that's when he took over. And so at the end of the day, um, I just wonder, though, is it better to go to another chapter like a Terry Francona? Sure. I mean, Francona had eight years in Boston, which are kind of like dog years in a sense, right? It's really like 56 years. So at the end of the day, it just is. And, and so I think his he's probably looked a lot better in, in the next chapter with Cleveland. And so uh, I don't know. I think everyone has a shelf life, Alex. That's what I'll tell you. Everyone has a shelf life. And I think it's for hopefully you as the person looking in the mirror figuring out is this the best place as I hit a reset or is there other opportunities that might make sense? So in this case, he probably, there's probably a contractual reason why it made sense for him to want Man U to do what they did. Yeah, I would say so. Josie is going to get paid off. There's a financial reason for that. <laughs> There's a bit of a windfall coming his way. And he was, yeah, a grumpy man that was just ready to be. Well, and the last but, thing yeah. I'll say, and I'll, I'll end it here, is that, you know, we had one of our own, Dave Haxtall, today. That's you right. know, yes, And, it, this, and yeah. amazingly, I think, what, help me here, I think he was the fourth longest tenured in the NHL. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Just think about that for yeah. a half a second. So he'd been there for four plus years. I know, yeah. I know. And so, you know, I think, you know, it, it becomes one of those that, you know, you had that opportunity, and then from here, hey, he gets to hit a, probably a pause button for a second or two and try to figure out what's next. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There'll be something next for him, no yeah. question about yeah, it. Yeah, I would say so, too. That, yeah, I all, all the things. There was a lot of great quotes, of course, over the weekend. But it's like, if you're an NHL coach, you're hired to be fired, essentially. And it's and now it's, that's literally there. That's that's literally the case. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess with Quenville, that that was probably the one where what he had been there for been there for a while. Yeah. But had won a few cups. Yep. Mm-hmm. And even then, you know, it was just I guess it, you know they wanted to move on yeah. at some point. But boy, that's crazy in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. English Premier <laughs> Soccer is no different, it's, really. It's pretty bloodthirsty. I mean, like you'll see in the, in the EPL, so there are 20 teams in the league. Seven will change their manager midseason. Like that's pretty normal. Like you'd almost have right. like, half the league turns over their manager in any given season. So I don't even think it, that's just part of the game. It's part of the game. So you're in it. Yeah. That's what you know what the deal is. Part of it is, too, with the EPL, the stakes are so high because if you don't get it together, you're gone. Like with relegation and promotion, you don't get an opportunity to say, well, we'll just get a high draft pick and we'll rebuild next year. No, no, no. You're in a different league. You get kicked out of the league. Hockey, at least, well, if we're bad, we'll just go get Rasmus Dahlin in the offseason and we'll go pick Uh, Quinn Hughes and we'll be fine. So there's a little, that's the one thing I think that NHL franchises are maybe just a little bit too quick on that trigger because you can sort of. I know. You're not going to the AHL. You're you're not going down. Are you? Yeah. No, you're not. Goodness sakes. Yeah, I mean, holy cow. All right. The final, final, final thing I'll say. And this is it. This is the final one. It's the last part of the year. The last thought of the year, Phil. So I, so again, having grown up and watching him play, I, they're having a nice little season in that second division is Nottingham Forest. Keep hey. your eye on Nottingham Forest. Yeah. They could they could be in the promotion. They're not okay. they're outside of the promotion deal right now, but they're not that far away. Okay. Not I'm gonna Write struggle if they make it to the Premier League, that's gonna be my sneaky second team. All right. Well, and that's for Bill Chaves, for David Fulski, I'm Alex Hunter. Thanks again for listening. For these first 20 episodes of the 2018-19 season, we'll see you back here on January the 7th. Take care. Happy holidays.